everybody. We're back with another commission podcast. This one by one of our fans, Julie Webster, who had the, the audacity and the brilliance to commission the 2007 horror yeah. slash yeah. social commentary slash psychological thriller slash farce female <laughs> empowerment uh, mythology uh, called Teeth. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and if you're not familiar um, with the concept of the, the movie, uh, there's, a, there's a myth. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure what part of the world it's from. Like, uh, but there's a myth called the Vagina Dentata. Yeah, means no worries for the rest of your days. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no penis for the rest of your days. Uh, it, it's about a woman that has a set of chompers up her hoo-ha. And, uh, God, this is going to be a mature cast. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, so if uh, if I say she's got molars and incisors in her vagina, her vaginal barrel, a little more clinical, yeah, technical. So yeah, she's got teeth teeth in her vagina, and uh, she she uh, can can tear a, a dick off if it's not supposed to be up in there, or fingers, or that's, a, it's, so that's the thing. It's like there. it's one of those weird things. Like yes, it's kind of it, it's it's there's so many interesting things about this movie, and I love this movie. Thank you very much, Julie, for yeah. for commissioning it. Uh, it's directed and written by Mitchell Lichtenstein, mm-hmm. or maybe Lichtenstein. Or Lichtenstein. Or Lichtenstein, is that it? It's or prob- Stein. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it sounds like the country that Dr. Doom rules over, is all I know. So you're cool yeah. with me, Mitchell. And the main actor is Jess Wexler, who you said was 26, because I was like, this girl looks like she's in the 15 to 16-year-old range, and she's very naked in some of this movie. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and she's and I thought she was great. She was really, really versatile, and you mm-hmm. know, I, I think this movie is kind of silly in places, and is also very funny. But it would just be a farce. It would just be like a a, a trauma level bullshit far, exploitative farce if it wasn't didn't have the right actor. Yeah, grounding it, it weren't as well made. I mean, it's it comes it's from Lionsgate well Studios mm-hmm. made this film. Uh, Distributed by Dimension Extreme Films, which is uh, like a DVD distribution label um, that Dimension made to kind of promote these really weird, shocking horror movies. Uh-huh. Um, uh, pretty much everything released under it is unrated. Yeah. Uh, I, I had seen this movie before, back in the day. I don't, I don't remember why I watched it. I think what I was doing is watching some of those Dimension Extreme films. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, I'm a horror fan. I'm a gore fan. Mm -hmm. This is kind of right up my alley. You're a gore fan? Both. Yeah. All the above. Uh, So I had seen this before, but I didn't really remember much of it. Clearly, because you promised me an actual fanged vagina. And I'm like, really? Maybe it it was my mental image that I had formed. (laughs) There's there's some interesting sly commentary. You know, this is something we've remarked on a bald move before, uh, that it's very rare to see a, a, a male penis... Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember seeing an erect male penis not in a porn context. Um, and it's 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 super uber duper rare to see like the cleft of a woman's vagina. You can have full frontal nudity, but don't show what's going on between the legs. Like sure. And they the the film kind of angle. addresses that in this shitty sex ed class that these kids are attending. They go in detail about the male anatomy. <laughs> But then there's literally a giant censored sticker over the 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 vagina, the corresponding yeah. vaginal illustration. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you just can't, you know. And and she, the 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 hero of the story is Jess Wexler, who's I think her character's 
dawn yeah uh she pipes in with like you know well us women are now more natural she's supporting essentially i don't know like she's uh, i can't they, i don't even know where to begin eyes hard enough at the beginning of this movie man she's in this promise organization which is uh. one of those uh put on a ring a purity ring uh-huh. and make sure you, you save your most precious gift and your purity for the you do you want to just give that away to anyone or do you want to, and i'm like i don't to be clear, it's, it's, talking about virginity, saving it for marriage. Yes. If you want if, if a person wants to be a virgin for whatever reason, that's uh, I don't have a problem with that. Sure. What I have a problem with is the conflation of virginity and purity and goodness mm. and wholesomeness. Yeah. Because I think that's what you know, if you're just not comfortable with sex, you're not ready for it emotionally or physically or whatever, fine. But if you've got this artificial stigma that you think that this is somehow yeah, you know, dirty or degrading or like and taking something that literally everyone experiences, sure. and is completely natural and turning it into some kind of abomination, right? And something to be thwarted. Yeah, uh, if that's if that's your personal choice, I get it, mm-hmm. but don't make it out like it's a bad thing. And and it's ridiculous because the sex ed teacher can't even bring himself to say vagina, right? He can't even fucking say it. And it's like between the promise ring shit, bad sex education, I'm fucking – I just want to blow my brains out at the beginning of this movie. And the thing is, is like it would be be easier to swallow and make me less comfortable if this was a broad parody. But there are actually people (laughs) who espouse – who are that uncomfortable with the female anatomy and – You know, who espouse these views and are very, you know – loud and vociferous and politically active that that really makes me uncomfortable like it'd be one thing if this is just ha ha so over the top kind of true blood you know hyperbole bullshit but it's this Hmm. this stuff is really really goes on yeah yeah and i i found it especially uh true to life when he's like oh the the board of education said we couldn't show this thing and we had to put a sticker over it sure it's like yeah that sounds about right were these textbooks made in Texas? Probably so. <laughs> um, or uh, Arkansas. Arkansas is, is that the other place? Nebraska. I don't know. A lot of them come out of Texas. I know that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. There's a lot of socio political economic reasons for that. Sure. Sure. But I don't know. This movie was super clever and funny. Like even the title sequence where you had these. I mean, it's an inversion of like you know these women as a victim and they're being preyed upon by these these mm-hmm. predator these male predators and even at the biological level they're she she grew up in on the shadow of a nuclear facility nuclear sure. facility she's a mutant she's a I, mutant she's gonna start the X Men at the end of this she's movie she's like I think. this evolu- like you know the X women and that's another thing like you remarked there are no good men in this film her dad. That's her about dad, but the I, only I tell one you I can what, for, when but... he started getting handsy at the hospital, I'm like, because <laughs> this movie had taught me. Yeah, you can be forgiven that for that. Any man, sure. and I, I thought that was kind of an interesting subversive thing because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's no good men in this movie. And I'm like, you know what? Like, if you, you think about this from like a color purple perspective, there are women and statistically they're not vanishingly rare women whose formative experiences with men. You know, if you've got if yeah. you've got rapists that are your uncles or cousins or brothers or fathers or stepfathers mm. um or close family friends or school or teachers or, or pre- i you could have your formative experiences with men be this and like how would that fuck up your worldview sure sure or it's not- is your worldview fucked up or is it the world that's fucked up yeah yeah i 
I mean, if you experience those things, I don't know that your worldview is fucked up. If if you think like that, uh, but yeah, I mean, it. So it irks me a little bit that every single man in this, top to bottom, uh-huh. is portrayed as just the most lecherous, rapey possible kind of guy. But but it's not. That's the thing. It's not implausible. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get what they're trying to sure. do, and and I don't think that's kind of the thing that they want to say about no, all no. men. Sure, not all men are rapists. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I think they just want to make the point that this is not an uncommon experience for women. Yeah, like every single time that she was sexually assaulted, which is frequently. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, every time she was I'm in like, a scenario. This, if I read this in a newspaper, like, I'm sure this exact situation, like especially like the, the first time where the guy who pretended to be kind of on her wavelength and just up and decided to rape her because he hadn't he hadn't even jerked off for like six months like come on what are you doing don uh Uh, like that happens every day yeah uh the other boy the other man who uh seduces her and arguably maybe even drugs her her. Uh uh-huh yeah a little bill cosby action going on i mean that happens fucking every day that happens Every day, not yes. gynecologist raping you. I don't know how don't often know that happens, that, but... but I know it's happened because I've read the news articles, and that's yeah. why it's like by the time this movie got to uh, where she's at the hospital, her mom just died, and her stepfather's comforting her. My uh, alarm bells were going off. I'm like, I'm like, is he getting too handsy with her? Like, I guess that's loving father behavior, but and that's like start making me think about women to get molested by the fathers and like when does you know as if you're a young girl when do you start to go to your mom and like this doesn't make me feel good because that's how grooming works and like God, this movie's fucking with me man which i, I think it is an fucking, effective horror movie I, yeah i think it's it's meant to fuck with you uh especially as a guy watching it cuz you it, and you look at like the brother the brother is a weird a weird case right cuz like because I was defending him in early going. I'm like, what? He shoots BB guns in his room. I used to shoot BB guns in my room. What is, is, he's that's, a complete he's, asshole. No, yeah, he's the worst. He, he's the worst, but he's also, like, one of the more innocent of all of these people. Like, he, yeah, he he treats his, his not-girlfriend horribly, uh, but he has a lot of complicated reasons for that. Um, and he doesn't actually try to take advantage of her, right? Like, he's done everything he can to resist it. I don't know. Until I mean, she the goes movie opens in t- with him trying to penetrate her with his fingers. He's like what, six years old? He has I, no fucking clue what he's doing. Yeah, it's, it's hard to blame a very young child for something like that. I don't blame him, but I'm like, there's like maybe he there's he was inappropriate. I'm not saying he's completely innocent. here. Okay, I'm saying of the people, he's the least rapey. Like she comes in and seduces him hmm. at the end of that as yeah, as but- payback, I guess, for when they were young kids. As payback for what? The fact that he got the tip of his finger bit off for pen- trying to penetrate her? Well, molesting her, yeah. yeah. And, and also, I think uh, she at some point just gets fed up with the way he's treating his girlfriend and their well, mom. That's what she tries to come in and talk to him and like be, a, and he comes on to her. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if he's rapey, but he's certainly... And I don't really even like the word rapey, but I know what you're saying. I'm saying, like, I don't know that i can say that he was totally innocent no no no. i'm not saying that yeah i'm saying there's a spectrum here and he's kind of down near the bottom of it like hmm. as opposed to the the promise ring guy who's just gonna out and out rape her drug raper if you're only going on what's on screen maybe but there's a lot of stuff here that is suggestive like when he forces his girlfriend to eat the dog biscuit 
Sure. I think you're supposed to understand that the dog biscuit is so they can suggest that he does this stuff with his penis uh, without getting an X rating, you know? Sure. Like, if he climbed up, like, if he did that with his penis, you would say he's a rapist, right? Yeah. Like, he for, he shoves his erect penis at an uncomfortable girl's mouth until she opens it and then jams it in. Of course. So I think he's probably a rapist. And that's that's why I guess maybe that's the discount. I'm 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 reading between his lines and saying that yeah, he's probably mm-hmm. had a whole history of inappropriate things and this he's taken advantage of this woman and a, and a girlfriend and abuser. Maybe she's raped, sure, she's raped yeah. her. I don't know. Yeah, I mean their their relationship is fucked up on all kinds of levels. And uh, there was also like you know when the, her friend is at well, I guess his girlfriend slash victim was at the hospital with her stepfather and Dawn, and Dawn was. And, and she was looking at Dawn and her father and like how affectionate they were being. And there was like this kind of like longing, like maybe she's this, the reason she's with this horrible person is because she was, came up in a horrible environment or oh, her yeah. father didn't know. I'm sure. Maybe her father was gone and, you know, I, I did armchair psychological, other analysis and buzzwords, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like, I wonder about like the, the parentage here. For for Brad, I think is the uh, the brother. It, it, like, where are the parents? What is going on here? Like, he's smoke. He's hitting bongs in his room. Well, and also, he's yeah. having sex with his prop with his underage girlfriend. I'm sure. Sure. Like, there, he's got nude women all over his walls. He's blasting his metal, keeping everybody up at night. He's, like, do, he's taking. Did you talk about the bong rips? Yeah, I thought that, mad uh-huh. bong rips. Sure. Like, <laughs> these parents are completely absent. It, but that's in this so, kid's life. It's it is weird in the setup because like Dawn came from the same family, right? Mm-hmm. But at one point, and I thought, well, maybe that's the thing. Like they're showing how extremes of acting out from this rigid. But yeah. then you find out their parents like they don't really give a shit about her purity stuff. That's all her. Uh-huh. And then I started thinking like, well, is that because she deep down knows she's got fangs up her cooter, and so she's. Well, her brother is older, so, I mean, she could see kind of the stuff that he does to act out and rebel against that in her own way by being but the polar opposite. She knew something was up with her because, like, when she started to touch herself at one point in the movie, she had that flash of the scorpion yeah. mouth. And mm-hmm. I feel like that somehow deep down that was – I mean, obviously, it's a metaphor with the way we treat feminine sexuality and – sure how women are sometimes raised to be uncomfortable about their bodies and their own sexuality. But also like if I'm just taking literally in universe, you know, she knew what was up when her brother and her were in a pool and he got his tip of his finger bit off. So I think that, you know, subconsciously that's where this purity stuff, she's kind of uncomfortable about sex and she wants a reason or she wants to, to have a cause or, I don't know, something more than just I'm afraid of my vagina to hang her hat on. Yeah, it's definitely subconscious. They make a point of saying that both of those kids have kind of suppressed that memory. Yeah. This is the point in podcast where I now feel self-conscious for like the sixth different way because now I finally realize how absurd it is to have two dudes <laughs> talking sure. about well, this movie. You Julie. Know. Julie. No, she knows what she's doing. Uh, yeah, if you expected anything else. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. At least we're not rapists. At well, that's the thing, like, um, she's like, I think one thing she said was, wondered if we'd be uncomfortable, and like, I guess, I'm not uncomfortable, like, yeah, sure, I saw enough severed dicks today to, to last a lifetime, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't find, like, uh, I thought it was all funny and, like, kind of uh, justice porn, because, like, yeah, I, like yeah. I said, like, I have nothing 
it's weird. Dawn is kind of like the monster in a horror film preying on sexually active teenagers or in this case rapists. But like, I don't find her a scary monster because I have nothing to fear from her. Sure. You're not a rapist. I'm not a rapist. Yeah. I wouldn't even be rapey or any, anything like that. So like go on and I've, at the end, it's almost like a superhero origin story. Right. Yeah. She's she, going to go around and, and unman any person who's a rapist. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 just you can this... see the the change in her face, right? She understands, like, oh, yeah, she's oh, this is kind of the empowering Batman or the snatch woman because we do see that over the course of the movie, she can have a relationship in which you don't bite the penis off the male. Yeah, right? she has had sex before the... where no cocks came off. Although it's funny because she also was drugged in that experience, but. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, is it was it her will? Like, was it that she wanted that to happen, or was it that she was drugged? I thought it would be That's interesting. A good question. I don't like, know. if they remade this film and like midway through, what you think is a romantic sex, the dude's the dick got cut off because it's almost a magic defense. Like, it knows uh, it knows what it it knows that you're being raped, even if your subconscious if your conscious doesn't because you're drugged or you're unconscious or whatever. It felt to me like she had some kind of control over it. Oh, yeah. In this movie. But is yeah. it like one of those things like breathing where I can hold my breath, but if I pass out, it's going, my body's not going to let me die? It's reflexively. So, yeah, like you snapping can... Snapping cocks off. You, you, can, you can grind down and you bear down or whatever and bite a dick off, but like if you're... Un- because isn't that the first time when the guy hit her head against the cave wall and she passed out? He got his dick bit off. Or did she... She, yeah. came, she came to and started resisting, though. Yeah, she did. Okay, well, fuck. That blows my theory. Yeah, and then the second time Her she was drugged and on vagina, alcohol. Vaginal and... defense system. Yeah. Uh, the AVDS. And then the doctor thing. The doctor thing is weird. Like, uh-huh. does she realize that this guy is a huge pervert, or does she think it's part of the procedure? Like, well, I think there's a point where she was, like, gay because she's never been before. And, like, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard that uh, it's not exactly happy, happy, fun times at the gynecologist, so she's expecting some discomfort. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, clearly... It, I mean, I don't care if you're a doctor. If someone says stop, you should, you know, even if the norm part of sure, you, you should stop yeah. what you're doing and be like, what's going on? Uh-huh. But he didn't, so. Got his fingers bit. The vaginal defense system leapt into action or snapped yep. into action. Uh, yeah. I think her superhero name would be Teeth, I think. Teeth? Yeah. The Chomper? <laughs> the Chomper? The, no. tooth, the Toothy Coochie? I don't know. Is is the Wolverine called the Wolverine, or is he just Wolverine? I think he's Wolverine. Okay. I think he's been referred to as the Wolverine. Though. Yeah, that's confusing. So she could be the Chomper, the Teeth, the Teeth. Uh, I I want to talk about there because there's so many clever things here, like the way they frame stuff, and there, there's so much vaginal imagery. <laughs> Uh, like, just like, hey, look at this tree. It's shaped like a vagina. Hey, look at this whatever. It's shaped like a vagina. Look at these spotlights. We're going to frame it down low so the spotlights hit people's crotches, and it looks like there's starbursts <laughs> coming out of them. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was interesting when she's Google searching female gen- genital mutation that that was, you know, suggestive female genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. That's the, the creepy call and response at the purity meeting. There's a lot of just really effective stuff in the way they stage this that makes it i don't know like they they cover a lot of ground very economically yeah and it all feels of a piece too right like mm-hmm. 
all of this stuff you can see is kind of wrapped up in the same kind of mental space. It's weird. And a lot of that comes from religion. Like I noticed, you know, this is this chastity stuff, this promise ring stuff is all tied up in religion. Right. I mean, they're, they're, as far as I know, there are no secular groups like that. They're like, hey, don't have sex because why? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't, like, uh, I don't know. Because, like, so is it religion's fault or is it this broadly the patriarchy's Like, what? what is, why, why was women's sex, I mean, you guys are thinking sociologically and historically, why has women's sexuality been something that has been tr- attempted to control, be controlled throughout the ages? Like, you know, women don't want sex. Men are randy rapists, and it's the woman's job to put off the man. The man's job is to try to fuck as many women as possible, and the women... You know what I'm saying? Like, why... No, I don't have the context for this. I don't have the... No, I'm just... I'm, I'm ignorant of I, nine, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying stuff. to trap you here. I'm asking open-ended questions, and, like, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I don't... So it's like, I can't imagine comment. a science fiction world with no religion... But you still have the sexual dysmorphia where, you know, the men are much longer, larger, stronger, et cetera, than, than the, the females of the species. Um, would systems of control of women's sexuality still be in, put in place in a sexual, secular content context? Good God. Sexual. I don't know, man. A I, sexual, sex, sexual, a sexual content? Yeah, context? I don't. I don't know if the movie wants to go that deep. The, the movie is. Do you know who does? Don't, this podcaster. Don't, no, no. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to because I, I think the movie, you know, it, sure, it's it mentions about, these things, but yeah. it doesn't care to contemplate them in any kind of deep way. Mm-hmm. It's about popping off cocks and showing the gore shooting out mm-hmm. and, and every once in a while making an allegory, you know? Right. It's it's not about sociology and history. It's well. Let me ask you, because uh, you know you know who also wants to go there. Uh, one Julie Webster, oh, no. who paid us to commission this podcast. So there, <laughs> uh, she was curious as to from a male perspective why this legend came about. And uh, quoting her, wouldn't men not want vicious vaginas? Did it come about only because of women spreading the tale to frighten away rapists? That I guess is my question. Hmm. Like ignore. I was trying to ignore the religious aspect of it because what is if men say if men want sex, which I I take it that's 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 a granted sure. Uh, and women want sex. Mm-hmm. Why did we develop this system of chastity and control of sex? I have no idea. I don't either. And that's it's not just like. But yet, what is the myth? The myth in here is a little bit more complicated, right? There's something about like men returning to, like, populate the womb from which they sprang, or something like that. It's also it's got two sides to it: the female and the male, yeah. mixed up in this vagina dentata myth. Well, I felt like so they get there was um, there's something where they they talk they are talking about the myth of vagina dentata, where you have a you know this woman who's a devouring of the male essence and a male hero that then has to conquer the female by devouring her yeah that just seems straight up like you know if you got an uppity you got an uppity woman in the village you got a you know, maybe rape her in a submission kind of scary thing but the other i think is a, qu- a quote by freud it's like some kind of oedipal complex like you know the yeah. that a boy wants to subconsciously kill his father and fuck his mother mm-hmm. 
um and you know return to the source from which he sprung and that's like i don't know i feel like that's just a you know a few hundred million years of evolution making us want to have sex because that's how you you know promote your genes i don't think it needs to be any more psychosexual the psychosexual aspect is the control mechanism why why did this system come about and I guess, like, you know, maybe it was to promote strong bonds with families. Maybe it was to keep us from murdering each other out of jealous rages. I, I don't know why these systems of controls came about, but they they did come about for some reason. Sure. I'm not qualified in any way to speak to that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, have, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And also maybe it's uh, – because it's not like – there aren't cultures that have like masculine uh, notions of virtuosity. Like, you know, you got the concept of chivalry and things like that. So it's like, it could be that it's one of those things where it's like, Hey boys, don't rape girls because you might get your dick bit off. Like it's a cautionary tale to try to keep them in behaving the way people say are, is, is decent to keep them from committing crimes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I the other thing I want to talk about that maybe relates to this is the kind of inc- what I consider incredibly I thought this movie's great. I thought this movie is is, is a solid quality well-made funny movie, but its score especially on the public scoring of IMDb is pretty abysmal. It's less than 5 out of 10, which if you know anything about IMDb is like crazy low. Hmm. Um, professionally, it seems like it has a much better reputation. What did you say its uh, thermometer tom- rating was, or freshometer? Uh, seventy nine percent on the t- tomato meter, tomato meter. Do you think that there is a subset of the male population who might be, uh, uh you know, on this on the sorry side of uh, the rapist non rapist divide? Hits a little too close to home for him. Yeah. Like, would that Maybe. explain, and and also, like, you know, if you talk about the, the mid, there's also, um, you know, no small amount of women that kind of promote some of these, uh, so, so, or could this be like, you know, the purity type Christians that are organizing down votes on this, <laughs> because it's literally offensive. It's like, it's I can kind see, of, like, this movie being very confusing for people, because, like, there is just enough there to go... Oh well, this has a deeper meaning. Um, I was just expecting a gore horror romp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went into this thing expecting something different, and so I didn't like it. Yeah. Or being a man who maybe this hits a little too close for, and kind of lashing out against that and saying I didn't like this thing. Like, imagine if you're a dude that, like, maybe in high school employed some of these tactics on women sure. successfully, but you didn't consider yourself a rapist, and now these guys are getting their dicks bit off. Yeah. That's got to be uncomfortable. And this movie's essentially telling you that you are. You're, so, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I could see a backlash against that, but I, I think, like, the tone of the movie is surprising, considering the subject of the movie, right? Like, you go in, you think, oh, it's a horror movie, and there's a woman who has vagina teeth and is biting people's dicks off. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a ridiculous premise on the face of it. And when you go in thinking, this is going to be birdemic, or mm. this is going to be something ridiculous, and it's not, I could find that, re- I think the public would find that more confusing than maybe a critic who could recalibrate. Well, that's you know? the other thing. Like, the tone, I think, is is interesting, because, like, it's not just, 
you're you're treating a very serious subject with arguably too light a touch. Perhaps. But you're also yeah. you're also you like too funny to be a horror like so if you're if you're a survivor of rape, I can imagine this is not a funny experience. Like this is oh, this sure. could possibly be a traumatic experience to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's I'm I'm like so I guess that's a question of who is this movie made for? Is yeah. this made for people that are not rapists and do not buy into rape to the the culture of rape? Uh to kind of like you know blow off some steam. Hmm. I feel like it's made for fans of the horror and gore genre, like rapists who are maybe just a little too intelligent for yeah. the horror and gore right. fests. Because mm. uh, most of the horror gore stuff doesn't have yeah. this level of subtext or even text. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. I mean, it's not it's not very well hidden, right? In this movie. But it's kind of it's it's weird because it's like so. I could, but I imagine there'd be another subset of rape uh, survivors who might see this as empowering. Yeah, like the, the ending, I think, is fairly empowering for this girl. Like, well, so it's she's like, a genetic freak, but at the same time, she has this weapon. But that's an incredibly dark premise that I am going to subject myself to be raped hundreds, perhaps thousands of Certainly. times, and leave a, a, a grim harvest of severed organs in my wake. But it's also like that's some that's hel- some, it's uh, also helping other women around the globe, right? Like for everyone, she decapitates for lack of a better word right uh that's one less person who can do who is prone to doing these things and can do them but i mean so. like I'm, I'm trying to imagine a darker superhero here let me try uh <laughs> how about a, a a nurse who can strangle a baby that she knows is going to die because of some congenital defect to save another baby like that's her superpower she can see that a, a, a infant's heart's fucked is this up the, and it's going to die, so she can kill it before it does. And if she does, that spares the life of another child. Okay, like that's a pretty fucking dark superpower. I'm not I'm sure. I'm not sure that like you know like. Uh, I mean, to me, I, my advice for Dawn is if you're going to go down this path, just buy a gun, and as soon as the advances start, blow their head off, like. Sure, yeah. You don't have to uh, let yourself... Take the abuse, You don't yeah. have to take the yeah. abuse up front. But yeah, I mean, that's... Ah. There are mixed messages, like, all over this, this movie. Right. Mixed, mixed, like, conflicts in tone, conflicts in, like... Yeah. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad sure. thing? How bad is it? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I can see where a lot of people would be turned off. Like, anyone who's a rapist... Uh, anyone or yep. like a person does other things. Like I think there's a lot of people who go through life and they're, they've had healthy experiences and there's, they have no reason to look into the, uh, you know, instance, you know, rape and culture and stuff and would watch this and be like, man, this is a shitty movie. It says all men are rapists and they're turned off from that sure. perspective. Yeah. So I was like, I I can see that like in the, obviously like fundamental Christians are going to hate it. Uh, they're not probably be prone to watching sexualized horror, but you know, uh, to the extent that it makes yeah. fun of their rings and their purity dances and stuff, then yeah. No, the, I mean this movie hits on it sure. fires on all cylinders for me. Yeah, like it's kind of at the nexus of the things that I like. And it know? is like I'm going to try because uh, Julie wanted to tell us what she thought what the funniest scene was, but she didn't want to spoil anything because she knew I think. Okay. Neither of us had seen it, although you said you'd, you'd have. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, you lied to me about the tooth vagina. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, I think, so what did you think the funniest scene is? I want to try to guess, and she can tell us whether we got it right or not. The 
funniest scene? Uh, I think it's when I think it might be the first dick chomp. Oh, really? Yeah, the... I. I don't know. Funny, like I didn't find myself laughing. I think when the dog ate in that way, step brother Oh yeah, that yeah, is yeah, yeah. The yeah. Runaway funniest, especially... as he's staring on in horror yeah. and, and trying to like plead, like you know, because the dog's yeah. got it. Like and moments ago, you would seen him yell at him and command him back into the cage. Sure. And now yeah. the dog's like, "Nah, I got a piece of meat in my mouth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to town." And then it spits out the—I don't know what you call that—the Prince Prince the, Albert Prince yeah. Albert piercing, uh-huh. like, at, and it just clunks through the floor. Oh God! Which not my not my choice of piercings. If I was gonna get one, that's <laughs> I can't, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. hats off to you if that's what you want to do, but, whew, no. Yeah, there is some shocking. Have you seen this? The the penis split. I've seen the tongue split, but not the penis split. So no. apparently, this is That's a bo- this is God a body modification thing, dudes. Because because uh, why? The, so so uh, the erectile tissue con- conveniently is bifurcated. Okay, and you've got a hole running down. So you essentially they're double donging it. You essentially cut your dick in half, mm-hmm. and you let it heal in the middle, and then you've got two functional halves of the penis that you can still piss through, and you can as long as you can grab the two halves and hold them together long enough to penetrate you can still have normal i i have but what are the advantages like you've told me all the reasons (laughs) in which it's not a disadvantage but what are the actual advantages of doing i think i don't i mean i don't know i mean i don't know why anybody would like make their self look like a lion like put whiskers on themselves or Mm, in tattoo their face underneath their i and 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 file their teeth to points but Uh some people like lizard man or whatever it must be it must be some way to deal with some thing going on. Like if, uh, yeah, you know, like sure. I, I, I don't know because, like I said, I, I don't, I don't want to armchair psychological uh, psychologist these people. But yeah, it, it, it must speak to the something with them. Maybe it's a unique experience. I guess. Like, why do the dudes shove metal rods down their urethra? I don't. Couldn't explain that to you. That's some dudes yeah, that I just mean, hits the spot for them. That's fine. It's the permanence of the, the, permanence? the body mod, you know? It's but like, like if you've jammed the rod down like a thousand times and it's the best and like, man, I just love it when the inside of my urethra gets stimulated. Like, I know. I'll split it open so it's open to the world for all. Like, there you go. They, you just don't want to look back. Then you put a piece of like 700 grit sandpaper between the halves. And <laughs> it's like, go yeah, to town. Wear a pipe, you know? Yeah. You wear, <laughs> wear, wear underwear made out of pipe cleaners. I don't know what you do. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, so maybe the Prince Albert is not so extreme. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then, like, I've you know, like, uh, I, I think I've also read up on some dudes that just cut their 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 dick off. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, not castration, just like cut the dick. So you just have a little stub there that you pee through. Yeah, don't know why you do some, that too. Uh, there's some people out there who are into some some serious shit. And see, that's the thing, like. I wonder, I, this is something I've been pondering of late, like where do you draw the line between mental illness and accept, uh, acceptable variations of human psychology? Oh, sure. What's normal, right? Yeah, because That's like 50 years ago, homosexuality was a mental illness. Yeah. And like, I don't think like if someone wants to go to a doctor and have both of their arms cut off, like, okay, you need psychological counseling. If someone goes and says, I want my dick split in two. That's a acceptable lifestyle choice. I yeah, like I, to me doing physical harm to your body, but then like you know you got people running out of plugs in their ears and like it's all I mean, pierced earrings is a harm to your body, but that's sure okay. 
So it's fast food, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, like... I know, like, some people strap boards to kids' heads so they're flat, and some people stretch out their necks, and some people cramp up yeah. their shoes, and they cripple themselves in all kinds of ways, and it's all bizarre. Where do you draw and the if, line, and if, man? Yeah, if they're not, like, pressured into it... Yeah. ...from external forces, how do you say that's not normal or... I don't know. ...or that's weird, you shouldn't do that? I don't know. I don't know Would either. the world be better if every woman came equipped with a set of teeth in her vagina? Maybe. Maybe. Like, as long as they had control of it. Well, yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, the teeth control me. Yeah. Not I control the teeth. That would be... Although that's, you know, ask uh, the spider kingdom and the praying mantis kingdom. Like, it's a 50-50 proposition. I'm going to have sex, but I might get eaten. Uh, Sex, but I might get eaten. Like, that would be an interesting psychological game to play as a mammal with higher Mm. cognitive... uh, They actually fully grasp that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this conversation is going weird places i need sequels this movie just scratched You're the right. surface jim i want there's there's so many other angles to like seriously i could see a world where there was like you know like if we got three fucking human centipedes we can't get three teeth <laughs> you're right what are we the, some the, town in it, kentucky all is... we got is one tooth we get no we get at least three there's no justice in this world look at that do you see that, that many sl- human do you see centipedes? that shot i made at the fuckers living 20 miles to the I south did. of me ah. <laughs> they're gonna get you man <laughs> they all have teeth in their vagina they're coming to figure after out you. across the ohio river first <laughs> um yeah no i i i'm kind of uh, if mitchell lichtenstein yeah Luxembourg, get on it. You, you're still, you're still time. You're only like what, fifty five, sixty. I, I need, Is I he? need teeth too, and I need. Maybe you can call the third one just tooth. Yeah, to to, to subvert everyone's expectations. Uh, teeth three to toothening. I don't know, but I, I feel like that. Yeah, we need to see her life as a superhero, uh, and we need to see the far flung future where every woman has teeth in their vagina. Yeah. I think uh, maybe what Neil Stevenson. Like. Neil Stevenson is real good at that far-flung future stuff. Mm. Maybe he can get in there and write that. Sevenses? Seven Eves, yeah. Seven Eves. So you can write the seventh sequel. Yeah, 5,000 years in the future when all humans have teeth in their sure. vaginas. Because it's an adaptation. You you know, you know, have a, a, a rape culture long enough, and every woman's going to come equipped. I mean, there might not even be humans anymore. It might just be teeth vagina monsters. Like, the humans will morph into that. Jesus, I didn't know we are going to go into open misogyny in this podcast, calling women tooth vagina monsters. Like, Jesus. No, I said there wouldn't be human (laughs) beings. There are no women. There are just vaginas with teeth. Or or people, like, especially if it's an uncontrolled reflex, like, the human race would just die out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. But but then that's the parasite killing the host. You can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. You'd have to. So that's, that's, there you go back to where. Some kind of symbiosis. There you go. It's like a 50-50 proposition. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, do you like? Do you feel lucky today, punk? <laughs> are you going to try to? Ha- are you going to have to try to? It might be the last time. Tooth starring Clint Eastwood. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think be we've... sponsored by Viagra. If that's if that, that's the case, I guarantee it. Uh, I think we've mined the juice we, out of this this movie. I'm uncomfortable stuck talking about any kind of fluids or bodily functions in this context. So <laughs> okay. I, the, the juice can stay where it's at. I'm not going to mine in it. Uh, and uh, I thank you, Julie, for uh, an ex- extremely entertaining way to spend a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, got me thinking a lot of different ways. And uh, if you would like to commission the podcast and make Jim and I squirm, you can do so at baldmove.com slash shop. There's a lot of different uh, ways to do it. We've got some community commissions where some fans have voted on some popular choices that you can uh, 
pool your money together in $10 increments to all share in the reward and effort of podcasting, or you can do what Julie did. And it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing solo. I'm going to do this uh, solo mode. And, uh, yeah, it's all on bald, bald move.com slash shop. Cool. Check it out. Thanks, Julie.